It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sip it yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind Straws are the least of me problem, ay. So me left idiot fi have them, fling them. Woo! I've got time for mix up and blend blend. <laughs> welcome, turning my phone on flight mode. Uh, welcome to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right! Say! Your mum. Yeah. Suck your mum is forever the mood, forever the vibe. And I love that title immensely. It's, I just think it sums up so much and it makes me so happy. Like I keep saying to see people just flinging it about long before I started like using it on the podcast or whatever, but just to see people flinging it around with all of this effervescence, it's just great. So, um, yeah. Hi, I'm Kalechi. Kalechi Okafor. No, I'm Kalechi Okafor. FYI. Um, and it's another week, another week of things, another week of bits. Um, I've just come from having lunch with my friend Josh, Joshua, who took me to lunch. And that was really, really nice. Um, I mentioned him in the previous podcast when I was um, talking about black men who are really starting to invest time in friendships and caring for the black women around them. I think it's just great. So that was a nice lunch. We went to the Curtain Hotel and I felt really bougie because we were on the rooftop bar and all these white people were swimming. And I was just like, wow, you're actually interacting with water. This is a great thing. Oh my God, that's so mean. That is so mean. Kalechi! Kalechi! That's horrible! That's horrible! No, it was just interesting to me that I see so many people spending time washing their hair whenever I go to yoga. I say this all the time. I see these these gyal just washing their hair only. Conditioner, shampoo for the hair. Where is the substance for your body? What are you using? What concoction are you using to scrub your body? Nothing. Just hopes and dreams. That's wild. You can't just be washing your body in oxygen. Like you, there needs to be more. But it was just really nice to see them having a great time, like like jumping around in water. Um, I wish more people would like have a great time and jump around in water and not just wait. I don't know. Um, forever till forever until when maybe when they see a swimming pool because when people are getting on the tube first thing in the morning, I'm just like, why does everybody smell so bad? You literally just woke up. How can you smell so bad when you've just woken up? Like, let's do more. And this isn't even a case of, you know, um, privilege um, to that extent. Like, just simple water from somewhere. Just simple water from somewhere. Just something. It's, whoa, it's a lot. Anyway, um, yeah, I had a great time at lunch and we had like amazing conversation and I just love having that connection with people and having those kind of conversations with people. So it's been a great week. It's like really lifted me, uplifted me and we're just having a conversation about loyalty and friendships. And it's funny that he sees things the way that I do in terms of like friends, keeping in contact with friends when you're no longer friends with that friend. But that's for another day. That's for another, that's for another podcast. Um, the next thing, the next thing. Um, oh, and I did a tarot reading for Joshua. That was really, really cool. Cause the whole time he was like, uh, so what's all this shit meant to mean then? Like what happens? Uh, that is probably a terrible impression of Joshua. That's what he sounds like to me. So like, what's all this shit meant to mean then? Like what? So fucking, is this all that juju stuff? And I was just like, you're a fool just picked the cards in it and he was kind of stunned into silence by how much they resonated with him and I'm glad because there's so much truth waiting for us out there to pay attention to it so it is what it is moving on then let's move on to the tarot for this week uh I feel like I've got announcements but um, I can't remember so moving on to the tarot for this week um the Black Angel card, we pulled the helper. So the helper is lovely because we see an image of two people 
carrying one bag, helping each other and smiling, happily helping each other. It's just like I said about the black angel cards all of the time. If you haven't gone and curiously like looked them up on the internet, please do. They're beautifully designed. They're really, really nice. So about the helper, it says, let me get it all. Let me get it. Uh, 62. Here we go. Um, you acknowledge and accept all that is around you. Waking path, validating your gifts, sleeping path, withdrawing. Your big heart helps you to be the creator of solutions to the questions concerning life and to situations that require your ingenuity and innovation. You have a way with things. Your slogan is, if there's a will, there's a way. You do not deal with impossibilities. People may see you as someone who pushes forward when everyone and everything else has failed. While others are closing down, you are opening up space to allow all the wonderful um, all the wonderful possibilities. You have a large capacity for appreciating life. Your waking path includes your ability to validate your own work as crucial, meaningful, and necessary. Many times your work is done to receive attention, but the accolades for you, my friend, are when you use your energy to help someone without any gain, without any complaint. Remember, you find satisfaction in the doing. The sleeping path emerges in relationships with people who feel you don't understand the problem they're trying to convey to you because you're so focused on solutions. Some may even go as far as to say that you are callous or have no sympathy for the issues at hand. You can find yourself being pushed out and the gifts you provide ignored. Your soul begins to feel useless and not valued enough. Suddenly you may feel you are not enough for anything or anyone. You begin to soul sleep. You stop helping and your inner world becomes dry and motionless. You feel a sense of failure and then suddenly withdraw from people or projects. This sense of failure can further impact any limitations if you experience being constantly overlooked or discriminated against. Withdrawal should signal that it is time to question the motivations behind your helping nature. For what reason are you trying to, um, are you saying such and such to someone or doing something for somebody? In discovering your motives, perhaps you will be more able to recognize whether you are helping or whether you are fulfilling a desire to appear as a helper. Is your help appropriate at this time? Ask why you must be the one to find the solutions. In essence, the helper is seeking validation. You are yearning to be seen. You want to be given credit for what you contribute. Many of us from heritages in which we have historically taken care of everyone at the expense of ourselves, but not always valued for sacrificing. Yet, you may be quickly blamed for when things go wrong. The helper longs to be appreciated. What is it that you are giving, helper? Are you overreaching beyond your capacity to prove that you are good and worthy? There is no need to overcompensate, um, to overcompensate or be used inappropriately to prove your worth. When failure becomes a path of wisdom and not an obstacle to your true nature, you will experience appreciation from within. Using others to reach some lofty goal, in effect, Working to be put on a pedestal is to set yourself up for a hard fall when the pedestal is yanked from underneath you. There can be no greater validation than the fact that you are given the gift of life. Since your birth, you have been inherently valid. That is important to remember that you are valid even when you're not doing shit for people. And that is a great thing that I had to come to accept and embrace. Growing up in a family that I grew up in and um, being like the eldest, I felt responsible for everybody. I felt responsible for my brothers, my mom, myself. I felt responsible for everybody as if I was raising everybody. And so then in, you know, the other, you know, in social life, I was then feeling like that's the role I also had to fulfill for other people to be helping, to be doing something because there was value in me doing something. And you don't. And I think that when you stop looking for validation as a um, as your motivation for helping people, then you help from a true place where you're not looking for anything in return. You're just helping because you feel that it's the right thing to do. And once you finish helping, you go about your business because what happens with the people who are helping solely for the, um, for the goal of feeling validated and being told that they're worthy or being made to feel that they're worthy is that well now when people don't show gratitude for that thing, you're looking at them all crazy like, what, well, bitch, <sighs> bitch. But you can't. You can't because they don't owe you anything. And this is a part of life. The giving and taking is a part of life. And it's an honor. I said this many, many episodes ago. It is an honor to find yourself in a position to help anybody. It is not an honor for the person being helped. This is an honor for you being granted that situation by God that you could be of help. So 
you should be grateful to them for allowing you to help. That's how this should really work. So help her. Stop helping because you hope it will make you feel better and needed. I've been there. Sometimes I'm still there. Just help because you want to help. And if you don't want to help, my friend, don't. Do you. Live your life. You are just a baby girl. You are just a baby boy. You're just a baby non-binary. Do what you want to do. So that's the Black Angel uh, cards. From the Rider Waite deck, the card that came out was the Ten of Pentacles, which is nice and lovely. Ten signifies completion because it's the end of the deck. It signifies completion and it signifies abundance, like 10, just yes. The one resonates so highly, the zero, beginning, nothingness, like the one and the zero, both signifying beginnings. So there's completion and at the same time there are beginnings. But the 10 of pentacles, so if you are new to the whole tarot thing, I always say that I'll explain to you. So pentacles usually speak about money, career, that kind of thing, you know, um, livelihood. It speaks to kind of that. And when I look at the Ten of Pentacles, though, so it's the Ten of Coins, in other words, um, I see an old man and he's got family and he's got dogs around him and he's like sitting, I feel like the arch to his own compound, like he's really living life and there's even children there. So we're seeing all generations around him. We're seeing nature around him. You know, we're seeing all of that as well as the money. So what this card is saying um, for those who identify as helper and maybe those who don't, and it just resonates with you, is that your blessings have been a long time coming and baby, they are here. Baby, your blessings are here. They've been a long time coming. Like you've worked so motherfucking hard and you've had so much heartbreak and you've had so much um, to deal with in terms of trials and tribulations and stuff. And you probably feel like, what the fuck? I don't want to even do any of this anymore. Like this is some bullshit. But this card is saying that the blessings are here and you'll be blessed abundantly to work from a place of abundance and don't work from a place of lack because whether you realize it or not all of the work that you've been putting in it has been noticed and it hasn't gone unnoticed by your spirit guides and they've been rocking with you from the get like they've been supporting you and they want you to succeed and this is the time like they've been putting in the work when you're I feel like when your spirit guides your ancestors they and and your, your loved ones they have passed to the spiritual realm they see how much you are grinding and it's not that they're not helping you but the help that you're thinking about isn't instantaneous like they're helping you in the long term and they've been putting in the work for you I kept having this image when I went to go and have my nails taken off um, today because I'm sorry, guys. I can't do them bad bitch nails like you, man, anymore. Like before, back in the day, I used to be the rocker of acrylics, the, the acrylic rocker, the crocker, if you will. Like I used to have those motherfucking nails. Um, but then, you know, weightlifting, personal training and all of that pole dancing took over my life. Um, I'm ever so grateful, but it means that when I have long nails, I can't do very much. And those nails that I had, those ombre nails were so pretty. But one of them snapped somehow and they snapped my nail with it. And now one of my nails is bleeding underneath my actual nail and it was agony. So I put some lavender um, essential oil on it and that helped to like heal it and to make sure there was no like infection or anything. But um, yeah, I can't be doing them bad bitch nails anymore. Anyway, the reason I was telling you that <clears throat> is that when I was... Um, getting my nails taken off. There's this place that I go to in my mind and stay with me here. Don't leave me. Don't leave me, girl. Boom, 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 boom. Anyway, yes, don't leave me. Um, I go to this place in my mind and I feel like I get messages. They're not so clear because I've ignored them for so long. Like I'm not crazy. It's how I used to see it, but pay more attention now. And there was this old lady that kept saying to me, tell her, I don't mind about the cats. And the image was, um, she's got a glass cabinet that has, um, you know, those ornamental dogs, um, like figurines. She's got those dogs in her cabinet, like those glass cabinets that those old ladies love to have. So obviously she's no, she's no longer physically with us, but she's saying to me, she just said, kept saying, tell her I don't mind about the cats. It's fine. She, she can, I don't mind about the cats. I don't know what the fuck that means, but someone's telling you, man, one of you, man, that they don't mind about the cats in it. And she used to have like, I don't know what the image means about the dog figurines, the glass figurines in the glass cabinet, but that's just the image in case it needed clarification. But 
In terms of the helper, yeah, your abundance is here. There are people, there are, there are spirits that have been supporting you for the longest time, even when you felt like they weren't there and you felt mad lonely and you felt like no one was riding for you. They were riding for you. And that's why, you know, those things are miraculously looking like they're falling into place now, but they have been falling into place for a while. It's just now that you're seeing how they're coming together kind of like Tetris you know like you see the things coming down and you're like could these motherfuckers hurry up and get down so you can rearrange them and put them where you want to put them and so your life is like a game of Tetris you're seeing all of the blessings coming and they'll just adjust where they need to adjust so all of your blocks are colorful and they're in place also um in the grand scheme of things I feel like for me personally I don't know if this resonates with um many of you but I feel like this is a year of money magic I have never touched wood or Remy, like, continue. But I've never had so much money offered to me before. Obviously, I'm open to having more money offered to me. Don't be stupid. <laughs> no, like, obviously, I'm open to having more money. But I'm just saying in regards to my life as a, as a whole, I've never had so much money offered to me before. And I feel like it was one of my things that I would fret about. Like, oh, my God, where's the money going to come from for to, to do this? Oh, my God, people didn't book onto yoga this week. What's going to happen? Like, I've, I'm so worried about, oh, my God, you know, these things. When left, right, center, Kalechi, do you want to do this? We'll pay you this much. Do you want to do this? You pay me this much. And it's not even like the things I'm being asked to do take that much out of me so I really had to like take a moment and say to God like my G like you're actually levels like wow you made a way where I thought that there was no way like you've you've literally said I'm gonna use the talents the things that you enjoy and have people fling money at you for the things that you enjoy that is a blessing and I don't take it lightly. So I pray that for all of us, this is a year of money magic, that money's just coming from places, legal, legal places. <laughs> yeah, I hope that money, I pray that money is coming from places just being flung at you. Even when you feel like, oh my God, I don't know how this is going to work out. Trust that the spirits that ride for you, because they do ride for you, because you are, like the book said, you are inherently valid. You are inherently divine. They are riding for you. Even when it feels like there is no way, trust me, that they are making a way. And maybe it might feel like they're not giving you all of the things at once, but they're giving you enough to take you to the next stage. And so that's really my message for this week. And so in the extra content, if you want to join us um, on Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash Kelechi Okafor. Um, in the extra content, we'll be looking at the card at the bottom of the deck so the card at the bottom of the deck this week which i love is um the six of wands the six of wands which shows celebration which is very very interesting because it's saying to me like well we'll talk about it in the extra content but this is your time this is your time your time has arrived and when god says it's your time no motherfucker can say otherwise yeah god has done told people them Touch not my anointed and you are you are God's anointed and this is your time. And so no matter what's happening within reason, like don't motherfucking go and turn into an axe murderer, fuck's sake. But like within reason, this is your time and nothing can stop it. The, the wave has started, the tsunami of your blessings. I know tsunamis are like dangerous, but you know, like the, the, your, 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 I don't even want to say avalanche because them things are violent, but that's how God wants to like send the blessings your way, like in multitudes. Yeah. Let's not use them, them other phrases, but we'll talk about the six of wands in the extra content. So moving on, moving on to share your magnificence. Um, my share your magnificence goes out to someone that you never, ever expected me probably if you know me personally to give a share your magnificence to so this is a momentous occasion i should probably call this this episode after this person but i probably won't because i already know the name that i want to call this episode but my share your magnificence goes out to the queen bee beyonce giselle knowles why why do you say because i've always been like i'm not a fan and i now i listen to myself and i'm like you fucking idiot you fucking idiot. What? Beyonce Knowles is a goddess amongst humans. She is, I don't even believe that she is of this realm. And that's not even a way to like blow smoke up her ass like many of the beehive do. Like, I feel like the, the reason I probably shied away from being like a supporter as such is because the beehive really aggravate me. Like, 
the way that they behave online, I don't even understand. But at the same time, I, re I respect it. At the same time, I respect it. Like if you ride for someone, ride for them all the way. You can't now ride for someone and come on, someone comes to chat shit about them to you. And you're just like, well, <laughs> I see, you know, I'm impartial, them kind of things. Then nah, you ride for people. If you ride for people, you ride all of the way. You ride till the motherfucking wheels come off. And that's what I respect about the beehive. They will ride for Beyonce all of the way And that is amazing to me Because she deserves it Her work ethic is unlike any other I think it's funny So I'm going to speak as um, A person who was not a Beyonce fan That people like me will go I'm not a Beyonce fan Because like rah, 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 and tah, tah, tah. But I still know All of the details of her life I still know all of the songs that she releases and the chronicle, um, chronological orders that they came in. I still try to hit them notes that she's up there singing. I know everything. So you have to now ask me, what else does it take to be a motherfucking fan? And so anyone at this stage who says that they're not a fan of Beyonce, they're really just not a fan of excellence. And I've always said that for me in this life, my whole thing is I love excellence. I love when people excel beyond any realm of anybody's motherfucking imagination. And Beyonce is the embodiment of that. So let this, mark this on the wall. Huh? Let this be the day that I, Kelechi Okafor, Kelechi Olufumilayo Okafor said that, yo, Beyonce, you've done bits and I not only respect you, I adore you because my God, I was watching Coachella. So I watched Coachella when everyone else was watching Coachella, but I didn't say much about it because I was just like, wow. No, I watched Coachella and I was stunned. How does one human being do the things that she did there? When, we're not just talking about the stagecraft. We're not just talking about the dancing, the singing. We're just talking about everything as a collective element. How does someone achieve such? How? Put aside the um, arguments about colorism and feminisms and all of them things there. I'm just looking at someone who, a creative person doing all of these things. How? How? Because it was a God-given gift. And I feel like it's important to speak up when we get to that epiphany, when we get to that moment where we see someone's excellence and can no longer deny it to ourselves. It's important to speak up because nobody knows tomorrow. And don't be a hater, you know? Don't be a hater. And I think that that's ultimately what it is. Like, I watched Whitney. So my friend Miles, Miles Hart, baby boy, invited me to go to the screening of the new movie, the new documentary about Whitney Houston's life. And it was the most well-balanced documentary I'd seen about her life. And I was really worried because the main people involved in it creatively were white men. And we all know that white men like to fuck everything up, especially when it comes to black women. So I was really, really nervous about seeing it. But it was absolutely amazing. It was so well-balanced. So, so well-balanced. Like, they did her justice. They, they, they gave us, they showed us her humanity in a way that other people try to detract from her. And that really pissed me off. It was so wonderful. But I looked at her and I looked at her talent and the fact that, um, who's that reverend? That foolish, useless, skinny man, that old man. It'll come to me Anyway, this fool was saying Whitney Houston Oh, she makes music for white people She's rare tete -te and rare tete -te. And I'm like, this woman has a voice like no other Like literally like no other What are you talking about? Yet she went to, was it the Soul Train Awards? And she got booed And I remember watching that clip And my heart broke Because I thought, fuck Like, she Wow, that's horrible And now she's no longer here and it's now that everyone's like, oh my God, oh my God, Whitney Houston was so amazing, her voice. No, no, fuck off, fuck off. Whitney Houston was amazing when she was alive and she's amazing now that she's no longer physically here. But why didn't we appreciate those amazing moments more? Everyone was so focused about drugs, drugs, drugs. And obviously that's a big deal. It's a fucking big deal. But... When white people then were taking drugs, none of you men are chatting. Like you're you're still praising them, even when they've died, you're you're praising them like, oh my God, they were just a tortured soul. They were this, they were that. Why is that not afforded to black people? Why is that not afforded to black women? 
that is a problem. So anyway, that really made me feel like it's not just enough to now be like, you know what? I really, really appreciate what Beyonce does and just say it to myself. I feel like I need to share it with the world. And I feel like this is a testament and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pivotal moment in that the same ways that people who wanted to chat bad about you, even though you were just doing what you feel your assignment on this planet is, the same way they're chatting bad about you will be the same way that they will come back and retract their statements and they will be the ones to celebrate you. The ones that said that I don't believe will be the ones to come and shout the loudest and say, well, I do motherfucking believe. And so that is how I see it. And so I'm putting that forward into the universe for myself and for other people and for Beyonce. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to be joining you, man, the way that you behave, but I, I just respect everything, like everything. I respect the vulnerability. I respect the work ethic. Is she so she's so Virgo to me? Like she is truly a Virgo. Um, and the Virgo is the sign before mine, Libra. And the cards kept saying to me, you know, so many times during pregnancy, after the pregnancy, everything. The cards just kept saying to me, the hermit, the hermit, be like the hermit, the hermit. And it's like, who the fuck? I know that the hermit, the hermit card in tarot is um signifies Virgos. It's like, who? Who? And then I was watching Beyonce and I was like, oh my God, that is it. That is the hermit. Because Beyonce is the hermit. When she's not giving you music, she just steps the fuck back and goes back to her life. Like that is where she grows. That is where she creates. Like she's a magician and and also the empress. Like that is where she creates everything and then brings it out. And then she goes back again and she shares what she feels like she wants to share. But all the time, her creativity is coming from a place of introspection. And so that's why the card kept coming up for me because it wanted me to wake the fuck up and and they always say that the the star sign before yours the sign before yours has things that you need and i see that it's that inward introspection it's that inward unwavering belief in self that i need to tap into and so i implore us all to be more beyonce i feel like that would be a fantastic title for this episode but i really want to call it half a dollar if you know what I'm talking about, 50 cent, that little prick. But we'll see. It could either be called Be More Beyonce or Half a Dollar or be called both. Why not? Living my best life. I could call it what the fuck I want. So shout out to Beyonce, just doing all of the things that she's done and and shout out to God for like just protecting her and 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 elevating her to such a level that no motherfucker can deny her greatness. I stand. Well done. Whew. I feel so much lighter. Fuck. Is this how you all feel, you Beyonce followers? No, it feels wonderful. Um, so moving on. So you mad. So you mad this week. We've got Alison Ettel. Um, Alison Ettel is a white woman, also known as a demon, um, who decided to call the police on an eight-year-old girl called Jordan because the eight-year-old girl, I stress that the girl was eight years old and this big, big woman, this big, big woman, Alison, decided to call the police on a little girl, on a little black girl, on a little black eight-year-old girl because she was selling water outside her own house. Not outside a white woman's house. Jordan was selling water outside her own house with her mum. So apparently, Alison was in her office, which is opposite the brownstone or the, you know, the place that Jordan lives with her mum. And um, they were, you know, they were shouting, oh yeah, get your water, get your water. Cause I think it was a heat wave. So in San Francisco, so like, get your water, get your water, get your water. And obviously Alison is allergic to um, black people breathing and just generally live, living their life. So she runs downstairs and she's just like, I need you to stop fucking shouting and selling your water. Do you even have a permit to sell your water? Like she's asking an eight year old girl if she's got a permit to sell water where she is. And so the mom starts filming Alison now and Alison goes to go and hide behind one of the stoops and while she's waiting on the phone because obviously she's on hold to the police um or the whoever um trying to find out about permits for selling water for an 8-year-old. Um and so you're probably wondering why isn't in this in straw of the week because again I'm always saying that there's someone there are people more deserving of um those straws 
as you can see, more deserving of those straws than Alison. Alison is definitely a dickhead. Alison's definitely a dickhead. And there are... I always say that we should work from a place of abundance. So really there are an abundance of straws that could technically go around. But, you know, I've just put this in this segment for, because I don't want to share all the straws straight away. Um, and I don't need to give Alison straws anyway, because she plans to not drink water because she obviously doesn't want to buy it from eight-year-old girls. So I hope that wherever Alison is, she never has any access to any hydration. Therefore, she wouldn't need a straw. Um, but that bothers me, you know, because... I remember all of these Hollywood movies where we'll see a little white child with a tooth missing going, Mister, do you want to buy my lemonade? I'm selling iced tea outside of my house like a good old American child. <laughs> so, does anyone ask the little white kids if they've got permits? No, because black um, white kids are allowed to live their childhoods, but black kids are not allowed to live their childhoods. And that's a problem. When Alison was um, interviewed about this, she said they were just... They were just screaming. They were just screaming. You want some water? You want some water? And I couldn't work and it was so hot and I just had to go downstairs and say something. In hindsight, I probably shouldn't have gone down there and I probably shouldn't have called the police. Alison, baby, you are a prick. You are a major prick. Because you're acting like you are not aware And maybe she isn't even acting Maybe she's just genuinely not aware Of the danger that she puts young black people And black young black children in When she calls the police on them And claims that she is disgruntled in some way I don't know if you all ever saw that video Of the girl that went to a pool party In a white neighbourhood, a black girl And the way that the policeman was dragging her about Like he smashed this girl on her face On the pavement, a young girl I think she must have been, I don't know, between 11 and 14 This guy was drapesing this girl Up on a mad vibe And That's a young black girl They don't care Like black people do not matter to them They do not care So you're putting someone in extreme danger By calling over something as trivial as permits Like she's just fucking selling water She just wants the world to have water So there are less thirsty people Going to click nonsense on Instagram posts That they shouldn't Oh god I've gone off again on a tangent I'm so sorry (laughs) Back, 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 back Skrrr yeah, she just wants to hydrate the world, you know I believe the children are a future Ooh, give them water, let them lead the way Ooh, yeah <sighs> She's just doing a good deed Why can't a black girl just do a good deed? So I'm glad that Jordan's mom filmed the incident Obviously, the way that whiteness works as a construct Is that who are we seeing on TV? We're not seeing the black family We're not seeing the black mother and daughter Interviewed about this incident And how traumatic it must have been for them No, we're seeing Alison invited onto NBC And whatever the fuck else To speak about her experience of it all And she's there like I received death threats People sent me death threats And I'm not a bad person In hindsight I shouldn't have probably called the police But I'm not a bad person Case 1,994 of a white woman weaponizing her tears after she herself is the fucking transgressor. You were the one that went to go and look for trouble. Now all of a sudden you're the one that's crying. Same as that white woman in Oakland that saw people having a barbecue or whatever in the park and decided to call police because again, what? She said that they didn't have a permit to be there. When the police came and they didn't do what she wanted them to do, suddenly it's like, (laughs) they pushed me. They pushed me before you arrived They pushed me No one fucking pushed you You're just vexed Because it didn't go your way Stop crying all the time Stop calling the police Over useless shit Stop being violent Towards black people I know that you inherently Are allergic to seeing Black people breathing And living their lives But you're going to need To take some antihistamines Because we're not fucking Going anywhere Alright Just like super pollen This is super blackness Deal the fuck with it So that's Alison Then moving on, we've got um, half a dollar, a.k.a. 50 cent, um, being an absolute bellend. So um, Terry Crews um, went to a judicial hearing, I think, recently 
I should really find out all of the details before I come on this show. But he went to a judicial hearing recently talking about sexual assault and, you know, speaking, giving his testimony. And I'm just a bit frustrated by how everyone kept asking him, why didn't you do something? Why didn't you? He's fucking doing something. He's doing something. He is doing something. He just didn't get violent. Why are you always expecting of black men to get violent? Now, when they get violent, you'll say that they're subhuman and then you'll try to inflict violence upon them and to restrain them. You know, you'll do all of these things. Why can't black men do things the right way, the way that Terry Crews is doing and be respected for it? Terry Crews reported all of this through the right channels and no one wanted to take him seriously. He has lost um, his role on The Expendables 4. I say lost, but they would have left him, let him keep it if he dropped charges and basically patterned up and behaved how they wanted him to behave. And he refused. So, um, so yeah, like they're, you know, he's not going to be in Expendables 4, I don't think, um, because they were threatening him. And he's sacrificing his livelihood in a number of aspects to speak out about something, something that needs to be spoken about. So many black men, so many young black um, boys as well are sexually abused or harassed or assaulted. Yet nobody pays it any mind because we're in the stuck within this trope of hypermasculinity and toxic masculinity where men can never be hurt when that is far from the truth. Men are hurt every day and we need to protect them. The protection has to be reciprocated, FYI. No one's just protecting you, just, just for, for, you know. Because when Jay-Z was saying, oh, black woman, you saved me. I was just like, go away, go away. But um, yeah, they need to be protected. And he's out here speaking up. So more awareness is raised. And so black men can be taken seriously when they come forward with these claims. And it in no way infers anything about their masculinity or their manhood. But you've got people like 50 Cent posting memes um, about Terry Crews. And so the top picture and the meme was um, Terry topless, looking sad. And it says, I was raped while my wife watched. And then the bottom picture is of Terry Crews' face with a rose in his mouth. And it says, gym time. Almost as if 50 Cent is implying that Terry Crews is less masculine and less of a man because he didn't bad up this white guy, this white producer that was like groping him when they were at this showbiz party. 50 Cent doesn't seem to understand that people have things that they care about and, and that matters more to them than how they are perceived as masculine. Again, with the homophobia, because there's a, it's, there's a certain level of homophobia there as well, where it's like, you can't show emotion lest you're gay. No, everyone is allowed to show emotion. There should be space for us all to show emotion and be held and for space to be held for us to show those emotions. And I had to tweet at 50 Cent and my tweet's gone everywhere. Like I saw like the Daily Fail um, everywhere, like I keep, because I've got Google alerts. So I just keep seeing ping, ping, ping. Like your tweet was used here. Your tweet was used here. And I'm like, oh God. But, and no one's paying me for this as, as well. I'm talking about money magic, but I would really like people to actually fucking pay me for using my tweets. That would be great. Because I'm basically doing your journalism for you, you pricks. But um, yeah, it just, it just made me sad because when men in influential positions like 50 Cent um, use their platform in the way that they're using their platform to mock other men speaking out about something so serious they're telling other men that they can never speak out about it like terry cruz has got money he's got influence he's got he's got a claim and even when he's speaking out about it he's mocked so how is the average jason on road gonna feel when he's mocked for the things that he's gone through how is the average like i don't know um J J um Jarell, you know jaheem i don't i don't know why i just like the jays but anyway how are they going to feel when they're speaking out about the things that they've gone through? They'll be mocked and it'll even be more violent. And so what 50 Cent is doing is dangerous. It's very, very dangerous. And it's detrimental to us moving forward. It's detrimental to black men being able to speak their truth. And so I'm not with it. And 
He should focus. 50 Cent should focus all of his energy on actually becoming a full dollar. You're out here asking people 21 questions and all of them are going unanswered because you're a useless person. I feel like 50 Cent is still vexed because everyone laughed when his penis was on show during power and he was expecting more of a uproar. Like, oh my God, oh my God. And everyone was like, oh my God. So it didn't go the way he wanted it to. And I think he's vexed about that. And he's not helping himself. He felt, like, I know people have been told that um, any publicity is good publicity. Publicity, but not in this day and age where people are trying to become, I don't know, hashtag woke. Because now people are conflicted about whether to watch power because you've been moving mad. And how can I, in good conscience, support that? I mean, I know that 50 Cent has been moving mad from day, but there are certain things that you, cognitive dissonance, that you can ignore, turn a blind eye to almost because you want to be able to um, consume a product or um, a TV show. But this has gone too far. And I, if you know me, I'm I fucking love Terry Crews. The day he started following me on Twitter was oh my god, I was in my feelings. Like so I will ride for Terry Crews because I don't take any shit like that and I'm ultimately all for black men being allowed to be vulnerable and to speak and to and to also um, praise them when they do things the right way Violence would not have been the right way To deal with that Even if you wanted to Even if you wanted to brock up that guy But if Terry Crews had beaten up this white guy First of all The white guy is I, I think they said he's gay Or he might not have been I wasn't quite sure about that But if Terry Crews had beaten up this guy All we would have heard Is Terry Crews lashed out Maybe it was drug fueled He beat up this guy No one would talk about the fact That the guy grabbed him uh, Grabbed his dick in his hand And his balls and held it And at a showbiz party in public And this guy's influential to the roles That Terry can get to feed himself And his family, like let's not be stupid He had to weigh it up and he had to do The best thing for his family and himself In the long run, no one's trying to end up In the prison system in America or anywhere For that matter, so 50 Cent Is a proper dickhead for doing that Like, just disgusting If there's a hole in his face from where he got shot Maybe he should put a straw in there But he's still not my straw of the week anyways Fool um, moving on then um, to It's just a quick one about Lebanon So I know that Lebanon has now Decided to give their policewomen Pum-pum shorts As far as I'm concerned They're pum-pum shorts Not really They're like black cycling shorts As part of their police uniform That they're saying that They hope it can encourage tourism to Lebanon Why is it the objectification of women That's, that's often used as the selling point For a lot of countries a lot of countries seem to think that if we make it look okay, look at us. Hey, hey, look at us objectifying our women. Look at us hypersexualizing our women. Surely you want to visit us now. It just goes to show how people perceive the West or the global West or whatever the fuck you want to call them. Um, how they view them in that this is what we need to do in order to get you guys to come to our country. I just don't feel like it's safe for police officers to be walking around in shorts anyway. Like, should anything happen? I, I, Me personally, I... I was a cadet, an air cadet, and I loved having my combats on. I loved having things that covered my entire leg. Should I need to roll on the floor? Should I need to do anything? I knew that I had a bit of protection. Now, you just got your bare leg out on road. Fine, like the, the clip that they showed, these women are just stopping traffic and things like that. But still, I, and obviously wearing trousers, if someone wants to lick you up with their car, wearing trousers is not going to make a difference. But I just don't understand why it's the hypersexualization of um, women's bodies that is the selling point for raising tourism. It's problematic. It's, it's problematic on many levels and I'm still processing it all. So I just wanted to say that. Anyway, moving on then to um, Straw of the Week. So Straw of the Week um, goes out to one organization that I've already given it to a number of times um, and for two different instances, all happening within... Um, we're not in a, within a few days of each other Because one of the incidents happened last year And, you know, been carrying on before that But I'll lead into it Anyway, long story short My straw of the week goes out to Met Police London Met Police Because they're still moving mad And I can't take them People might be like She's anti-police She's anti-police But I wonder who she's going to call when she gets the If I get in trouble Do you know who I'm going to call? Motherfucking Ghostbusters That's who I'm going to call Because I feel like they are more inclined to take me seriously as a victim Than you guys are so Met Police um, did some fuckeries to George the Poet. So if you don't know George the Poet, check him out on Instagram. We don't follow each other. Um, but I 
saw this story and I've really felt like I needed to say something about it. Now, before I go into the story, I just want to say something. If I haven't made it clear before, I'm just hoping that this time I can make it very, very clear. Do not fucking tag me on anything anything that could be deemed in any way traumatic, do not tag me in it. Instagram, Twitter, fucking Snapchat. I don't give a shit. Stop fucking tagging me in things. It is so aggravating. You don't know the kind of fucking date I've had. You don't know what I'm going through. And and I'm and I talk about the things that I'm going through currently as a way to let you know of the things I'm dealing with. So hoping that that will appeal to your humanity and your empathy so you will stop treating me like I'm some rent and activist or a rent and angry black woman. Yet that doesn't seem to quell your desire to still see me in this manner. So many people were tagging me in the post. Kelechi, have you seen this? Can you see what happened to George the Poet? Are you going to say something? People are DMing me. Did you see what happened to George the Poet? Are you going to say something? Why don't you motherfucking say something? Why don't you say something? Oh, but my platform isn't the same as yours. But you know how my platform got to where it is because I continued saying something. Nobody just came and dashed me followers. I just, I kept saying, and in the grand scheme of things, there are bare people out there that have way more followers than I can ever, ever imagine. I'm not getting that many because I'm speaking about the things that I'm speaking about. And it's not like I'm just posting endless bum pics and ad pics. Like I'm doing things, no shade, but I'm doing things. And for that reason, um, I don't get the followers because I'm not here just for the sake of superficiality. But that doesn't mean that it allows you to keep invading my privacy and my sense of peace by sending me things because you want me to speak about it. And I understand that you want me to notice things. So if you want me to notice things, I've said before, sym at kelechioka4.com. Use that to send me anything Don't tag me in shit Don't say to me I want to send you this video Come and see the drama That's happening in the pole community The pole dance community I don't give a fuck I don't give a shit Don't tag me Because what's going to start happening Is I'm going to be blocking you And I'm going to cuss you Before I block you You don't want to get straw of the week So stop doing it Anyway When all was said and done Moving on So George the Poet Let me just find what happened here because I've got everything saved. So George the Poet says um, on Instagram, it's all one word, George the Poet. Last night after a beautiful sold out show, I was chilling outside my parents' house when police rolled up in that big van asking questions about my car. I answered and verified. Then they told me to move my hand from my waistband. Out of nowhere, they cuffed me and searched my car for weapons. After the car itself was the first issue, they put me in the van and did a strip search. They then took 20 minutes to write my search slip, being rude to my parents and neighbours the whole time. This week, I've done talks on diversity in Cambridge and Cardiff. Both were amazing experiences. Last night, I delivered a show about all aspects of English life, school, relationships, politics, colonialism. Police didn't get a mention once because as a grown man, I'm sick of talking about them. They will never change and they don't deserve my energy. But to be cuffed and dragged around in front of my parents while they make up lies about me being aggressive and having weapons, it's a reminder that we don't fight on our own terms, we fight on theirs. To all my young boys who are locked in conflict with each other, please wake up and realise who your real enemies are. Realise how much harder you're making it for your children. These people don't want to see us up, they still... See, um, but like dust, we still rise. I don't like sharing images of me being handled like a second-class citizen by public servants whose salaries we pay taxes for. But this is not how I see myself and it's not what I invite into my life. But these images should be an education for anyone who doesn't understand the toxic energies that are quietly spread throughout our community by state actors. Imagine if my nephews woke up and saw their big... um their big famous uncle getting handled like this. What seeds would that sow in them? Writing this post was boring. I've got better things to do. Sorry to anyone who was woken up by the noise. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I don't like that caption. We don't follow each other and I have no, and if you know this about me, I have no reason to nice up, nice up anybody. I'll just say what I motherfucking think. It is what it is. I don't like that caption because I feel like George seems to be existing in a space of double consciousness where it almost sounds like after everything I've done, they could still treat me this way. Baby boy. 
As long as any of us have got black skin, it does not matter how much you achieve in this life. Anybody can get it. Anybody can get it. And when you operate from that state of consciousness, you will be more vigilant about your surroundings and therefore you will take things more seriously. You cannot say in an altercation between yourself as a black man and the police that this is boring now. I don't want to be having this conversation. This is boring now. Boring is the wrong word to use when people are being um, paralyzed by the police, when men are being, black men are being killed by the police. Boring is not the word that we can afford to be using right now because this is not boring. You know, this is not boring. This, this is imperative. This is important. This is urgent. I understand what he's trying to say, that we've been speaking about this for ages, but this is more of a reason why we cannot call it boring because we cannot tire we cannot tire about speaking about the things that affect us as a whole. Nothing you can do in this life, let me tell you from now in case you are not aware, welcome to my motherfucking TED talk. Nothing you can do in this life can ever help you to transcend your blackness. Nothing. You can marry all of the white people you want to marry in this life. You will never, you will never stop being black. You can have all the mixed race children you want in this world to get away from your blackness. You will never stop being black right? So you can have all of the money you want in this world and you will what? Say it with me. You will never stop being black. So I just felt there was this energy in what he wrote about, oh, um, you know, I've done all of these things these this week and I didn't speak about the police once because I'm tired of this narrative. We should keep speaking about them because it's not speaking about them that keeps affording them this power to treat us the way that they're treating us. And obviously we've got demons like Sadiq Khan that want to dress the whole thing up as, oh, we need to do stop and search because of knife crime. Yet these times you're disproportionately searching black and brown boys and you've got the gang matrix that is actually of no fucking use to anybody because when people now report to you that, oh, look, and being targeted by gangs, you do nothing about it because it's impossible for black men, black people, young black boys specifically to ever be the victim in this society. George talks there about, you know what, um, we're paying for the police with, you know, their, their civil servants. With, we're paying for them with the taxpayers' money. Um, they need to do their job. I've even said it before, like the police need to do their job. The police need to do their job. And you know what? I've decided that I need to wake up. You know what the fact is? They are doing their job. Like I said before, they... In America most especially But even in the UK The police are used to treating black people as property Because that's that was pretty much their first interaction Historically with blackness They are there to protect white supremacy They are there to protect whiteness They are not there to protect us We are a byproduct Protecting us is a byproduct But any opportunity that they can remind us That they're not here for us They will use it They will use it in any way they deem fit I'm not saying that all police people are like this Let's be serious. But I'm saying the construct of the policing force as we have it in the global West, or whatever the fuck people are calling it now, that's all fancy. Whether it's America, whether it's here, the, const the, 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 the construct of the police force as a whole is detrimental because it was built on racism. It was built on xenophobia. It was built on that. So therefore it can't serve us. It can't serve us. It would need to be dismantled and started again. It can never, ever serve us. So... Before people come and like, oh, you're anti-police. No, I'm not anti-police in, as individuals. I'm anti-police as a construct that keeps disproportionately harming black people. I have a problem with that. That's not okay. I'm 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 anti-system that infiltrates activist um, organizations. Um, in order to dismantle them from within And to spy on them from within I'm against that And I feel like I'm well within my rights To be against that And why I mention Them not being able to protect us Or not willing to protect us Is because um, What's his name? Nation So Nation Esbrand Was killed last year God rest his soul Um and the people, the boys who killed him, the ones that they found, because two, they haven't been able to track down and people aren't speaking up about it. The ones that they were able to uh, track down have been given a combined um, sentence of 54 years in prison. And they killed him in Canonbury. So um, the 
It says here, fa- I don't like the way that they put family man in inverted commas, like he couldn't ever be a family man. Or maybe they say no, because that's the way he was described. But I just feel like if it was a white person that they were describing, they wouldn't put the inverted commas um, about family man. I just, it's a bit weird. Anyway, family man Nation 27 was hunted, cornered and stabbed to death in Mitchison Roads. Um, yards from his mother's and from his parents' house on August 24th last year. He had become a dad for the first time nine days earlier. Um, The family had been forced to endure four separate delays to the sentencing case. Um, So so they've they've been dealing with a lot and finally they were taken to um, to court. And the um, defense lawyers for the killers were saying that, oh, you know, these boys are delayed in their learning. They've got learning differences. They grew up in traumatic, um, you know, traumatic households with domestic violence and all of these things. And, you know, since they've been in one of them, since he's been in rehabilitation, since he's been um, in, um, in prison, he's grown six inches. Well, now that he's got regular meals and he was just a victim of post-traumatic stress disorder. And this is where my conflict lies because I hear that. I hear that, that it's hard really to blame just these boys for killing him because it's the system that's broken. The system that allows for black boys with learning differences to be vilified in school, to be seen as bad instead of working with them through their learning differences. Most of them don't even know that they've got learning differences. They're not aware because all they've ever been told is that they're fucking stupid and they're aggressive when that's not the case at all. They just, they just have a learning difference. Like they should be helped. They should be supported by the school system. But the school system, what does not see young black children as children? They just see them as inconveniences, as obstacles. And that's a problem in itself. So I see all of the systemic things that led us here and it's those systemic things that we need to address but the fact of the matter is that they killed a man they'd been they'd been harassing him they'd been targeting him for for ages and he told the police so this is the same thing I'm saying about Terry Crews and it seems to be a theme for this episode the black men that black men are doing things the right way and still still facing all of these obstacles um he told the police, he reported it to the police that, you know, these people are targeting me. And because they got wind of the fact that he had, because the police did not offer him any um, any protection, they chased him on their bikes and they stabbed him to death. And it's horrible. It's It's so, so sad. Because if the police can't protect you, who can? Like, because the, if they're so used to seeing you as the transgressor, as, as, as the perpetrator that they can't see you as the victim especially for black men that is a problem like what are, what can be done about that it's is so much happening there and it goes back to again george the poet thinking like oh i've done everything the right way you know i've spoken at all of these events i'm making these changes in the community but to them you're enough a black face baby boy to them, you're another black face. So what can we do to address those things? It's not about just continuing to excel because we will excel and excel and excel. And one day they'll catch you off guard, just chilling outside your parents' heart and um, your, your parents' yard. And they'll start their nonsense. Why are you strip searching me? I feel like they feel like they're justified because of what happened with um, Jay Huss recently being seen uh, caught with a knife. But that is not sufficient. That is not enough because you can't catch white men with shit all of the time and you're still not treating all white men like um you know um like criminals you're not you save that you save that vim you save that energy only for the black men that bothers me so Met police obviously get my straw for this week because they're very, very useless individuals that don't want to see black people as actual people, as humans and protect us in the way that they should. And again, I stress that I'm talking about a construct. I'm talking about an organization. I'm talking about them. So before you come as an individual like, well, I'm a police officer and I love black people. Shut up because I wasn't talking to you. And for the fact that you're doing that, you're not helping the situation. You're not helping the conversation because you're in there and you should know exactly what I'm talking about. So whatever. Um, so I'd like all of the Met Police to take as many straws as they like. Nino, 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 find your mom, suck her out. That's what I want you to do, you pricks. Um, and the reason I say that is because after I tweeted about what happened to George the Poet, I'm on Casting Call, which is now called Mandy Network, where um, it's a 
um, a, a website for actors and cre- um, you know um, directors and all of them, all of them things there. Um, cast and crew, you can find them there and producers and stuff. So I've got a profile on Casting Call Pro as an actress, and because I've got a premium membership, it tells me if. When my page has been viewed, whether it's been viewed by agents, whether it's been viewed by people who are casting for, you know, a production crew who are doing, you know, getting ready to work on a new production or whatever, it tells me. Why is it that, um, like, I don't know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes after I tweeted about what happened to George the Poet and I tagged Met Police in my tweet, I get an alert that Essex Police have been looking at my page. So they must have a page. Maybe they used it to do a campaign before. But soon after I tweeted... Essex police have viewed my page. What are you looking for on my page? You should save your harassment. I say this time and time again. You should save your harassment for someone with with a small mouth. My mouth is motherfucking big and I will scream from every bridge that I can find in this London if you try me. I'm not the one that you want to come and harass. Don't try yourself. Don't play yourself because when you do clownery, the clownery comes back to bite. Monique done told us, so behave yourself. Use the straw effectively. Go and find your mothers. Go and suck your mothers. Yes. Anyway, that is the end of this week's episode. In the extra content on patreon.com forward slash Kalechi Okafor, I'll be talking about the bottom of the card, um, the bottom of the deck card, which we saw was the Six of Wands. And I'll also be speaking about Wireless Festival, how it took tweets from people like Lily Allen and, um, you know, the Twitter sphere to get Wireless Festival to actually invite more women because they only had three women out of what, 27 acts or something? I have to check the numbers, but I just think it's wild how it seems like women have to beg to be seen when there are so many talented female musicians out there, yet they're not featured. Why? So we'll be talking about that in the extra content. Thank you so, so much for listening. I have been Kalechi, baby girl, Okafor. (laughs) And this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right. Suck your mom. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on at Say Your Mind Pod or at Kalechnikov. And I hope you all have a wonderful week. Peace. It's the Ben's Punani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know let you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind